Yes, it's causing a lot of ennui. It sounds kind of French though, ennui. Yeah, ennui is like despair. Oh, ennui, that's right. You had me feeling very ennui and macabre. Can you just say something, Paul? I should be able to see your name like pulse when you talk. I saw it pulsing. It pulses on my thing when I discuss it. It pulses on your thing, does it? Right, that's good. Good, 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 good. Oh, we can't hear you. Oh, Leah, we need your voice. Like two weeks ago, we could just go to Zencaster, good old Zencaster, back at the ranch. And we will return to the Book of Boredom podcast right after these messages from our sponsors. Oh, is that Christy? That's Christy, yeah. I thought there was an echo somewhere or something. <laughs> it's just Christy talking about I think people things. think she doesn't exist. I've met her in person. I know she does. Thanks for vouching for me there, Paul. Oh, I'm a witness that Patience does have a partner that actually exists. She's a real girl. She's a real girl. <laughs> oh, well, we can just have a good little chat then, can't we, Paul? My guess. Good thing you have tech support experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again? We tried hitting it and swearing at it. We're doing the steps, Paul. Remember the steps, mate. What are you drinking? That looks legendary. Just wine this evening. I'm being classy. It's the way you're holding it. Yeah, I'm being classy. Pinky up. Ah, oh, yes. So we've got two chapters today. Are we doing the two, are we? So chapter 11 is only eight verses long. Oh, yay! And chapter 12 is 22 verses. What did you think of last week's episode? Yeah, it was good. It came out well. It was, wasn't it? Oh, I had so much fun with that. Not only did I get it done early, but this week I actually got a few laughs out of Christy. Yeah? I hardly ever hear a laugh at anything I tell. Good if she's laughing at us, then uh, we know we're doing well. I often listen to it when you're recording the next episode. Yeah, true. That's right. Well, this Brigham Young book, holy fuck, it's boring. <laughs> It's so boring, Paul! You chose to do it. You've got no one to blame but yourself. Well, I, th I think the roast will be funny. But, yeah, Mormon history, it's not good, hey. Massacres of all sorts of people. There is this one bit where there were these new settlers that just wanted to move into the area. White settlers, even. Like, they killed heaps of Indians, too. But, like, these white settlers tried to move in. And, for some reason, they just decided to kill them. They weren't even ordered to by Brigham. Did you read about the Mount Meadows Massacre yet? Was that the Indian one? Yeah, they wiped out a huge tribe of... Native Americans, yeah. So have you sold any sheds yet, Paul? I have a couple, yes, but I've been worrying more about taking over the management side of things again. Got to try to hire someone to our other branch. Have you ever hired someone before? Yeah, it's been a while, though. But get this, though, we put the ad up on Friday. Guess how many applicants we've had so far? Zero. Three. They probably think they're not qualified because you asked for really great salespeople in that ad. That's a very rare skill, you know. The number of really good salespeople I've met, I could number on one hand. Am I on that list? I better be on that fucking list. You're on that oh. fucking list, <laughs> definitely. There are just two, really, from Vodafone days who were pretty awesome. I was not one of them. Okay. <laughs> were you selling, though? Yes. Oh, okay. I did all right. Guess who's back? Back again, Leah's back, tell a friend. Hey Leah. Can you hear me? Yes! Yay! Oh my god! 
She has a voice! Yay! We have a guest! Let there be sound! Thank you, Jesus! Fuck you, Jesus! And behold, <laughs> Jesus has seen that she was mute and he has given a voice to the voiceless! Thank you, Jesus, because you turned my water into wine. And Jesus sat in to turn the water into wine. Oh, praise the Lord. You're really firing on all cylinders tonight, Paul. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good day, good night. People around the world, wherever you are, whatever time zone you're listening to us in, this is Book of Boredom with me, Brother Paul, and with me, as always, recently voted hottest woman in Colob 2021, Sister Patience. How are you doing, Sister Patience? Ah, uh, extra hot today, Paul. That's good. How does it feel to know that you're number one in Colob? Kind of makes me feel like killing myself. A place that doesn't actually exist. <laughs> Yeah, you, you can handle that. Oh, Paul, can you handle that? I think you're ready for this jelly. <laughs> All right, and with us in this intergalactic human summum style gold plate reading fiasco that we call a podcast, we've got a special guest with us this week. How are you, Sister Leah? I'm doing fabulous. Excellent. Where are you talking to us from? Good old 5K radius Melbourne. Lockdown Melbourne. This wall is becoming very friendly to me. <laughs> uh, is that wall looking very sexy by now? Stephen's starting to talk back. <laughs> when was the last time you went outside, Leah? Yesterday. The day before, I got to walk my sister's dog. And is your sister's dog as adorable as she makes out? Oh, totally. <laughs> Gets away with too much. Oh, that's And nice. he knows it. It's worse. <laughs> what brings you here today? How did you come across the podcast? Fabulous Rhonda. Thank Sister you, Rhonda. Sister Rhonda, our thank biggest thank fan. We love Rhonda. Rhonda. She has been a massive contributor to this show. Haven't been able to catch up with her as much now that we're on opposite sides of the globe. So how do you know Sister Rhonda? I met her in a German language course in Hamburg. Oh. Do you remember any German? Oh, yes. Plenty. It is fading a little bit, but I still struggle to get my husband to talk German with me because he wants to practice his English. Oh, okay, so your husband's German. Ah. Rhonda and I did a very similar thing. <laughs> Except she stayed in Germany and you came back to Australia. Came back for my studies, so oh. I will be going back to Germany. Okay, what are you studying? I just finished my bachelor in land surveying. So we're the people who tell you where your house goes. All things earth-related, as I like to condense it. It's not like just kind of standing on the street corner going, yeah, there's land over there. Not quite. <laughs> We do look like we're doing that. Because I think I found some, just in case you're interested. Then. <laughs> it would be absolutely fabulous if it was that simple, but yes. Leah, what do you do with the land studies course? goes in so many different directions and I've taken it down a slightly more tech-savvy route so I'm not so much focused on properties now as I am focused in maybe more the engineering side of things. So we have these fancy machines that spin this little thing around a million miles an hour spitting out little laser points and what you get back is a beautiful 3D what we call point cloud and we extract anything whether someone wants the building or a volume for something or an internal service of some place so many many different applications my recent one was extracting trees 
extracting trees. <laughs> I still see trees when I close my eyes. Like ripping them out of the ground. We had like a little drone that flew over the trees and used this special equipment that bounces light off them. From the data then, I extracted all the trees' position and size for the client. Well, not all of them. <laughs> I'd still be there if it was all of them. Oh, right, right. So you mean... Digital extraction. Yeah, okay, okay. Like, because I was going to say, it's pretty easy just to get a bobcat and knock the fuckers over. <laughs> Well, these were like 30 to 45 meter high gum trees. They were pretty big. I kept losing my orientation of the scale of the data set I was dealing with until I measured the height of the trees. And then I'm like, oh, right, big. <laughs> Land surveying in a nutshell for you. Well, aren't you just an interesting person? <laughs> oh, it gets better. <laughs> I can see a lot of Rahella in you. You're very similar. She's not influenced me at all. Not at all. Zero. If you're anything like Rahela, we'll get along fine. I think she's fantastic. Ah, <laughs> uh, she's awesome. Well, we spoke about Rahela's religious journey. What's your religious journey? I was very much in it until I moved out of home around 18 years of age. And that's when I started slowly learning how much bullshit all of it was. I was quite involved in it, definitely all for it and trying to battled my way through how the hell can God be good when all this fucked up shit's happening. So. <laughs> Don't question the plan, okay? <laughs> oh, no, 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 you cannot. It's all God's plan. Trust him, just trust him. Your heart's getting torn apart, but just trust him. That was basically my religious journey in a nutshell. And then I met a very non-religious, my now husband, who has taught me a lot more about the other side. Where do you see yourself on the religious spectrum now? 100% atheist. <laughs> well, I can knock that question off my list. Did you hear God on this podcast? <laughs> we had God on this show, didn't you listen? God is going to be so pissed that nobody listened. You'd have to be a Patreon to hear that one. I'm only a recent Patreon, so I'll have to go dig that one up. <laughs> You're the recent Patreon. We tried to work out who that was. I thought it might be Rahela. It's mini Rahela. It's mini Rahela. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> I think next year we're going to have to give Rhonda like a subscription for a present, like give her the free Patreon subscription. <laughs> There's actually no way within Patreon to give gratis Oh, really? No, that's right. I'll just pay for hers. <laughs> yes, you could do that. <laughs> Pretty much our whole fan base has come from Rhonda, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that between... Rhonda and my sister, you'll probably get a lot more. I hope to spread the word too. <laughs> I mean, that's what you got to do, isn't it? Spread the word. Exactly. you got to go proselyte for us, okay? We have fueled you with our spirit. Now you need to go and share that with others. Oh, yes, I feel inspired. <laughs> Prior to this podcast, had you ever heard anything about Mormonism? Do you know anything about it? Uh, I knew the very biased perspective of the SDAs on Mormonism, <laughs> but I had some exposure because the town where I grew up in had a lot of Mormons in it. They ran our local furniture shop. Where was that? Kyneton. It's in uh, rural Victoria. Did you have Mormon friends in school? No, I spent two and a half years in school and the rest was homeschooling. Oh, isn't homeschooling just such a wonderful time? I'm probably sure you've heard of the PACE system. I did the PACE system. <laughs> <laughs> 
She did it before it was cool. <laughs> and people wondering why I have spelling issues and American grammar. <laughs> hmm. Yes, let me explain that one. <laughs> they give you all their American history and stuff. I remember a couple of Australian history booklets that came through, but only like one or two. So that's why I like, especially when I'm trying to explain to my German husband Australian history, he's like, why don't you know it? Because I learned American history. I could tell you all the states of America. <laughs> So thankfully I got out of that by the 8th grade but moved into not much of a better system. Does your husband know a lot about what happened in Germany between 1930 and 1945? <laughs> <laughs> he is very well educated on it. He um, puts people in their place for any non-factual information. That's good because I heard in Germany they didn't really talk about that much. They don't talk much about it because they kind of have grasped the reality of what happened, the seriousness of it and that they don't want to repeat it why you don't hear them mocking it like a lot of Australians do. Sorry, I just did a faulty towers and mentioned the war. We're going to be cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> don't mention the war, Paul. Yeah. So did you get out of religion before you went to Germany? That's a good question. Definitely wasn't attending church, wasn't following any of it, but I guess my beliefs were semi-underlying. I guess you could just say I buried the whole lot before I went there. But going overseas living in a different country definitely opened my mind and my perspectives. And your legs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Apparently. Did you kind of leave the church for the same reason, Rhonda? You just wanted to see a good dick? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you decided that German was the way to go about that? No, actually. It wasn't quite so blatant as that. Oh. I know. I heard that and I'm just like, that <sighs> is a damn good reason. <laughs> Mate, that's a damn good reason. I've just got the boring one if I got sick of it all. The hypocrisy, the judgmental, snide looks. Was there a last straw? It was kind of a gradual thing for me. I mean, my mum and I moved out of home and that kind of triggered a whole new perspective on life and things. Your mum and you moved out? Yeah, we left together because oh. she'd had enough. So your mum's out of the church now as well? Oh, no, I meant left my dad. Oh, that does sound for the best though, doesn't it? Just got to leave that fucker. Still in the church, that. She's still religious, but I don't judge. They're just like, you know, get away from <laughs> what's toxic. But for me, it triggered a whole new journey. And yes, here I am. How'd you end up in Germany then? Yeah. Because <laughs> it sounds like that's where all the action is. We need to go to Germany. Oh, Paul, we so need to go to Germany. Oh, I love Germany. Hamburg's the best. Go to Hamburg. Uh, one day we'll do like the Book of Boredom German holiday special. Do that. <laughs> do that. It is the best. I'm still not getting in that car with you, Paul. <laughs> Alright, fine. Please yourself. I'll have all the fun. <laughs> yes, how'd you end up in Deutschland, which is our favourite country at the moment? I went there after I first met my then-husband-to-be. He did a semester at my uni. Oh. And, I mean, first we struck up friendship and then it kind of just went from there. Oh. But I always love Germans. Like, as long as I can remember, I always love Germans. I don't know why. I don't know whether it's the one-eighth German blood in me. Um, <laughs> but I just, I always love German. Incest. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, can talk, Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> Like the shocking revelation I had of finding out how many were inbred in the Reformed Church I used to attend. Oh, really? Ooh. I'd say probably, what, 90% of them? Yeah, pretty much. 
I used to think it was only 60% and then I realized through a friend of mine a couple more connections and I'm like, wait, what? Was that when you realized you had to go somewhere else to find a boyfriend and you left the church? Oh, I realized that a long time ago because, oh my God, the amount of them that are just, they're, they're arrogant and it's like... Fugly on the inside. Yeah. Mm. And therefore fugly on the outside. Like they desperately want to fuck you, but they're religious, so they can't. So they'll just turn it into built-up arrogance. Semen is the word, yeah. Did they suggest doing it in the ear or the butthole? (laughs) Men. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, Paul. Go back to typing out your messages. It's all good. Hashtag not all men. (laughs) (laughs) I can agree with that because then I I met my husband, so he's completely different. Yeah, some of us are cool. Yeah, you sound happy. I am happy. I am very happy. How long have you been married? Three years. We just had our anniversary. No. Oh, happy anniversary. When you were growing up in the church, you probably went to youth group and stuff, I would imagine. Sometimes, but my parents were really, well, I say parents. There was a, there was a dictator in the family and the other one just kind of had to follow along. Oh. So <laughs> the dictator, <laughs> he was very protective, uh, especially as I got into my teenage years. Oh, my God. <sighs> any male presence around me was just no go. I didn't actually get that much exposure to youth groups, funnily enough, because I was really kept at home, not allowed to do much. The only going out I did was for my violin lessons, my piano lessons, my violin ensemble, and performing in the church because God gave me my musical talent, not my five hours of day practice. Are you good at piano and violin? Do you still play? Somewhat. Violin's kind of hard to play on your own. Like, you can, but it's a little bit boring. But I'm just very down in a lot of things. I want to pick it up again, but I also have to break through the trauma all those years of forcing me to play every week at church. Unless we went to some church where we were just visiting, I would have to play every week. And if I was like, I'm too tired, they're like, how dare you? (laughs) It's your obligation. It's just a few songs. Wow. So, yes. So, you associate something that should be fun, playing an instrument with trauma. Yeah, I want to get back into it, but first, like, uni was in the way. Now that that's passed, I'm hoping to get back into it a bit more and do what I want to do with it. Well, have I got news for you. Did you know that Sister Rhonda plays a little bit of the violin too? I do. (laughs) (laughs) Does that mean we're going to have to get you both on to like do a duet? Dueling violins? I'm liking the sound of this. How did you deal with boredom in church? Rahela used to count roof tiles. What did you do? Stare at the preacher until your vision goes fuzzy and they get this like glowy aura around them. Oh, yeah. Oh, I that one. And did you feel like it was Jesus telling you something yeah, when you saw the, the aura? Holy Spirit. Uh, some people tried to say some mystical thing of it's the spirit. <laughs> it's called boredom. Stare at anything long enough and it goes blurry. It has nothing to do with seeing an aura. Uh, no. I rarely got the chance to do colouring or anything. Like sometimes I'd get away with it if there was a friend. Because the main church that we attended, most of the time you just had to sit. It was even better if you had your Bible and you were flipping through. Even better if you start marking your Bible, you know, right. highlighting things. But you probably believed all of that at the time. You were like into it. It's like, I need to mark this thing. I was 100% into it. Like I actually somewhere floating around here have my old Bible that I got given at some seminar series that we we 
too. And yeah, it had markings and. Ooh. So, what version of the Bible do the Seventh Day Adventists <laughs> use? Because Mormons was King James. I know patience with the evangelicals was like New English translations or good. Yeah, news we just took out pick, or whatever. whatever we want. Yeah, yeah, whichever one you wanted. What, what, what's the SDAs go for? The SDA Church is quite a broad spectrum of liberal to reform, and, and then you have the independents. I did see a lot of different versions, but I think semi officially is King James and maybe the New King James, which was the one that I had, because they're supposedly the ones that aren't so messed up, but I don't know how you can mess up hallucinations anyway. So <laughs> best thing is use the Bible to interpret itself. So talk about staying in like a closed circle. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to close that loop, okay? The Bible is true because the Bible says it is true. Indoctrination 101. <laughs> oh, yes. So what sort of church prohibited fun things have you done since getting out of it? <laughs> Where do I start? <laughs> and you've got to name at least five. We know you've had sex, so we'll move on from that. Oh, well, that was going to be the first. Sex on the Sabbath? Like, excuse <laughs> me, that's like the best day. So you get your Sabbath back. That's good. That's number two. What else you got? Do you get a tattoo? No, actually, although... Good on you. Neither have I. <laughs> Although Haller and I are contemplating it, but the tattoos are really permanent and I'm still like, hmm. Did Sister Rhonda nearly convince you to get one? Just to be safe, the simple rule with tattoos is never get a partner's name because no matter how much you love each other, you never know. <laughs> but what would be a safe and good tattoo to get that you know is going to associate yourself with something long-lasting is get Book of Boredom just above your JJ. <laughs> 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 yeah, good yes. idea. Good point, Paul. Okay, well, I can say one actually. Yeah. Especially in the last year and a half or whatever it is has been of COVID where you've had a lot more time to listen to stuff. Listening to Richard Dawkins on a Saturday. Oh, oh it doesn't get better than that. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yeah, we do love ourselves a little bit of Richard Dawkins. He's so sarcastic in such a lovely way, isn't he? I love him and Lawrence Krauss, but then I'm getting more into like Christopher Hitchens and many, many other people, but I just found it hilarious how many times on a Saturday or the dear old Sabbath I would find myself watching this stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> I love the irony. <laughs> All right, so that's three. So what's the fourth one? A cooked meal on the Sabbath? <laughs> Come on. Our family wasn't too bad, but definitely in the Reformed Church there were people who wouldn't even do dishes, they wouldn't even reheat. Wow. Well, let me see. I was watching a movie. So I guess you have like years of popular culture to catch up on. Oh, music and movies. I've done a lot of catching up on. <laughs> What's been your favourite stuff as you've caught up? I absolutely love Star Trek. We're still going through that. I love all the little sly hints at humanity and religion that get thrown in there. Every time I hear it, I'm just like, <laughs> I love this. <laughs> That and things like Star Wars, I can still remember in maybe first grade where my entire class went to watch whichever one of the Star Wars it was that was released in 2001. Uh, that would have been episode two, Attack of the Clones. There we go. So <laughs> I'm not that far geeky yet. But yes, I wasn't allowed to go. So I still remember to this day watching all my classmates leave and then watching them come back in the afternoon, chattering, laughing, loving life. Have you watched all the Star Wars? Star Wars movies since? Twice through now. Oh, wow. Only twice? 
Yes, because we started Star Trek, so <laughs> <laughs> that takes a while. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of Star Trek to get through, admittedly, yeah. Let me see what else. Oh, thinking ungodly thoughts on the Sabbath because everything has to revolve around God. I find thinking ungodly <laughs> thoughts as often as possible really helps. I can relate to that, actually. And have you coveted your neighbour's ass yet? Hmm. Yes. Yes! All right! That's five. That's great. All right. <laughs> Do you have any favourite movie stars? Oh, well, I know Johnny Depp's, like, way up there. Oh, for sure. Oh, we all love Johnny Depp. And I don't believe all the horseshit they say about him either. No, me neither. What horseshit is that? Ah, uh, that he was abusive. I don't believe that at all. Nah, that's already been proved to be wrong. That was all Amber heard. Why are the pretty ones always so crazy? <gasps> yes, oh, no, no. It's, it's just this thing that happens. <laughs> but yes, everybody loves Johnny Depp. He's my all-time favourite. Who's your favourite character on Star Trek? I love Picard. He's awesome. Yeah. My favourite Star Wars character. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks, right? Yes, that be sat. <laughs> I was going to say those little, what are they called again? The little, um. The Ewoks? Grr, nom, nom, Ewoks, them. Yes, I love yeah. the Ewoks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. What is a more believable plot and story, Star Wars or the Book of Mormon? <laughs> <laughs> I would say 100,000% to Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Did you ever get up into any mischief in church? Try to. What did you try to get up to? After the sermon, you know, like if there are any cute guys around, I was trying to nudge up to them. Oh, and, really? Oh, really? So there were cute guys in church? Yeah, there were some. Yeah. We've spoken a little bit about dating in Mormon circles when we were like youth and stuff. What was dating in the SDAs like as teenagers? I was never allowed to get close enough to date anyone, so <laughs> I never did, unfortunately. So. Yeah, because like the Mormons had the law of chastity and stuff, so it was all, you know, like when you're teenagers, you can't date until you're 16, and then it has to be double dating. You can't kiss your date with more than just like a little peck. When you dance, you've got to have a Book of Mormon distance between. Did, did you guys have anything like that? The SDA church, depending on how reformed they were, in the reformed church, definitely that kind of stuff. No kissing. Sometimes there was a bit of kissing allowed if they were the more liberal of the reformers. But, yeah, mostly just hand-holding. And I'm going to say with 99.9% .9 surety that the reason most of them married so young is because people caught wind of sex happening. It's so obvious, isn't it? <laughs> so they had a no sex before marriage thing? No sex so if anything happened, you had to marry. And, like, there is a couple that I know in our local Reformed church that are 80-something. They sit at opposite ends of the church, but you're not allowed to divorce in the Reformed church. <sighs> what a horrible life. I think you're allowed to separate, but... It sounds similar then to a lot of people I grew up with that I know now. They got married because they wanted to have sex. Mm -hmm. And now, 20 years later, they realise they have absolutely nothing in common at all. Well, even another couple that I know of who were only married maybe nine years, they were not that much older than me, and they were already, like, going apart, and the wife was already having semi-affair. Oh, that's so cool. And who was she having the affair with? Was it with another Christian person? 
<laughs> I'm not sure if he was Christian, actually. I, I think he was semen to me out, so to say. <laughs> oh, he was in and out, and then yes. in and out again. And in and, and out again, and yeah. in and out of the first rate, and in and out. Look, it's not the rate that counts, it's how you use the rate, Paul. <laughs> mm, yes, yes. Just going at a higher rate won't necessarily do anything. It could cause bruising. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the miserableness is high in that church. Did the pastor ever crack any jokes during their sermon? Sometimes they try. What are the SDA Sunday services like? Mormonism was very kind of reverent and sacred. So it was singing hymns, praying, not a lot of laughing, no applause, no bands out the front doing like the big Christian rock thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, none of that in the SDA. If an SDA church had a drum kit up the front, they were apostate, these really? guys are no good. Oh, like. No. So it was just one little old lady on the organ while everybody sang along? Well, like me, you know, piano, violin up the front, <laughs> the pre-sermon hymns and then the post-sermon hymns. Wow. And occasional special items. So it does sound like SCAs have a lot in common with Mormonism then in, in terms of the rules and the way they do things. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like I said, the SCA church has quite a diverse range of liberal to conservative. Some would be with a drum kit and they would move with the music maybe. Others would be, mate, you have the slightest hint of a beat, even the rhythmic beat to the music, and that is evil and of the devil. And it would have something to do with the area, like, because Melbourne is so multicultural. You'd go to a church where there's more islanders and then you have their culture in there, or you go to a church where there's more Asian groups and that was a completely different culture again. There was a Serbian church that we went to. They would also have their cultural music and stuff. Culturally diverse and religiously conservative diverse unfortunately not in other things <laughs> yeah, you definitely sound very similar to Mormonism, for sure. Mormonism, other than what Rhonda has also elaborated to me, I didn't know that much about. Okay. Mm. Just from outside view, because I could always tell when there was a Mormon that walked past. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, we kind of stand out. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's with all Mormons, but at least in Kyneton where we were, they always had the headband. They always had the knee-length skirt with the flats. And the headband always had, like, a little flower. Really? Always stockings. Yep. Mormon. <laughs> I think the people in Paul's ward were a little bit cooler somehow. Mm, some maybe, others not, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys also have in the Mormon church, like, rules with sleeve length for females? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that was a whole scandal, actually, a, a couple of years ago in, in Salt Lake City. Some girls started wearing, like, sleeveless tops. Oh. It was called shoulder port. Oh, I oh, know. Some high schools in Utah for their yearbook photos. They had girls with like just the sleeveless tops. And so somebody photoshopped sleeves onto the photos for the yearbook. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's great. Because, you know, nothing encourages sexual arousal in a man like seeing a woman's shoulders. I mean, <laughs> that's the funniest thing because in the Reformed Church where I went, they were all about no above the elbows. Skirts couldn't go above the knees. Shirts not above the elbow. Yeah. But they take that and then the amount of women that would wear form-fitting clothes that went all the way to the ground. But oh my god, that skirt went and all around the butts and around the boobs. It's okay though because it's below the knees and it's only those knees and those <laughs> shoulders that arouse men. You know, not oh, the I other know. parts. Just, I mean, I can't yeah. help but notice but I'm not seeing any of your shoulder tonight. And Should I just do this? Like, ah! <laughs> 
I must have you now. Careful, you're going to have my husband racing up there if you hear that. The lucky bastard gets to see both shoulders. I know. Do you ever stay in touch with any of your old SDA friends? A very select few. One is my best friend and I just love her to bits because despite the fact that she's still very religious, she hates religion, but she's religious in the sense that, you know, she believes in God and everything. She's just not judgmental. She's not someone to condemn you. You know, she's just really open and lovely and but other than that only one other close family friend who have known my whole life she's like my second mum you just gotta let him go let him go let him go let him go (laughs) (laughs) I recently introduced my husband to that movie because his name is Sven I've never seen it the reindeer's name is Sven and everyone was like Oh, Sven, like the reindeer from Frozen. And he never got it. So I'm like, that's it. I have to introduce you. I'm just putting it out there. I wasn't interested in seeing it. And then I had my sister-in-law one night when we went over for dinner and sis that we had to watch it because it was like the greatest Disney movie ever. <laughs> and I got to admit, I didn't think it was really that great. Disney's done a lot of better movies. And then my daughter for a little while had a thing with it. So I had to watch it four or five times a day, every day for a while. But she got over it pretty quickly. But yeah, as far as the Disney movies go, just putting it out there, I think Frozen is very overrated. Yeah, I think so too. It's another Disney movie. It was the first Disney movie for ages that had singing in it. And I think everyone got excited about that. They were like, you know what? It's really not that great a movie. I like the send-up song though, where they go, fuck it all. Fuck it all. Oh, yes. (laughs) I don't give a shit anymore. My daughter Lily, being who she is, shared one with me that was called Let It Go. Let it go. (laughs) Can't hold it in anymore. Yes, that's what my daughter thought was funny. (sighs) Yeah, I could understand why. Leah, when you were growing up, did you ever have theological discussions with Rahela? If I did, they are very well buried because unfortunately I have a very big chunk of my childhood just missing maybe it's better that way hey ah yeah that's what she says yeah she says that's better so probably is yeah we don't need to dig it up you know people go on oh you've got to reconcile with your past no you don't fuck that shit just be happy theological discussions with her came much later after i moved out of home and after essentially i got away from the magnet that was my father well i'm glad you got out and i'm glad you're talking to us now Oh, me too. Did you ever read the entire Bible? Like, Paul read the Book of Mormon a couple of times, didn't you? I read the whole Bible too, though. Like, I did them both. You are a more dedicated Christian than I. Yeah, I was. I was. <laughs> Jesus loved me. That's why I'm atheist. I read the fucking Bible. I know. Isn't it incredible? The more you read it, the more atheist you get. Especially the Old Testament. I'm like, that shit is fucked up. Uh-huh. I tried a few times. You don't need to read the whole thing. You just need to believe what the preacher tells you on Sunday. That's right. Well, I mean, he was all about digging for yourself because I used to always pick on the Catholic Church, how the Catholic Church is about. Just believe. Don't read the Bible yourself. But only read the sections we tell you to read. Don't worry about the other stuff. (laughs) There were things that for me, I was like, how does that, like the whole Adam and Eve thing, the connection of going Adam and Eve, poof, humanity. Hang on a minute. (laughs) Incest? (laughs) Adam and Eve, boofed. 
And then, yeah. They had two sons, and one of those sons killed the other son. Where did everybody else come from? The funny thing was, which I recently elaborated to my husband, was that I got told it was angels. Oh, those horny fuckers. So I'm like, oh, so we're all like semi-angels or what? (laughs) Their answer of angels, I was still like... Something doesn't add up here. Because <laughs> I've always been a very inquisitive person, always asked why, always liked asking why, still haven't stopped asking why. And I like that about me. So how does your husband get on with your parents? <laughs> I love how he gets on with my parents. Because does he get on with your parents? <laughs> the evolution of his, I'm going to say, relationship in the sense of son-in-law is just awesome because it went from him being exposed to how they are, which is so slowly introducing people to interesting and intriguing aspects of, you know, why do we grow everything at home? Because, you know, yes, if something happens, we can be self-sufficient and all this stuff that sounds really good. And as time went on and as he got more exposure to their beliefs, he now sees straight through it. And the amount of times that he has literally just told my dad, like, this is utter bullshit. Don't send it to me has been multiple times. The most hilarious thing was the partner of his mum. So my mother-in-law, her partner, he He is also quite an intense person, but an awesome guy. And he's also met my dad. My dad must have sent something to him. I don't know what it was, but this guy forwarded me his response to my father. And the opening line was, do not send me this kind of bullshit. And I just sat there for like two minutes straight (laughs) laughing my head off. This guy is like my dad's match. You got some people on your team. That's awesome. My hubby sees straight through it. Like he's gotten more blunt because you have to be. Otherwise, they just don't get it. He's not on bad terms with them. He's just straight up with them. (laughs) Did you get married in a church or did you dodge that bullet? Oh, hell no. I got married in the rowing club. Uh, you're going to have to fill us in on that story. Come on. Well, because rowing clubs are on the water's edge, they often rent out their club room. So you did rowing? Yes, still do. Well, not in lockdown, but yes. So the wedding was in Hamburg? Yeah. Yeah, we got married in Hamburg. So your parents were there? Yeah, they were there. Oh, that's right. Rhonda told that story. They stayed with Rhonda. Yes, poor Oh, and your dad was just, like, really weird. I still have many more favours to repay back to her. I felt so bad. I was like, oh, my God, I want to hit my head on something. I do not know these people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, you had random people walk into your house. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Dear Rhonda, if she's listening, thank you, Rhonda. I still thank you. You know, she's a bit fun. Just opens herself up to interesting experiences. That's probably why we got on so well because I'm just as Ren. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, oh <yes>. Christ. <laughs> so, was your husband raised religious at all? No, no. Oh, well, that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> like, he had exposure to some religion, but he was never religious. Germany as a whole, am I correct to say they're not a very religious nation? Uh, no, they are very religious. You usually believe belong to a church and part of your tax goes to them and the north is more protestant the south is catholic more conservative so that's why you'll hear the north germans making fun of the south germans you know how here in australia we're all about the bavarian you know Oktoberfest and that you say that to a north german and they'll just look at you weird like eh, nah, what really they don't do Oktoberfest in north germany some do. A lot of people that I know at least went and enjoyed it, but it's not celebrated like they do. Father's Day is a different story. Oh my God, they dedicate an entire day and all the dads go out there and pull along wheelbarrows with beer in it and just drink beer all day. 
strolling the streets. Like, it's the best thing ever. There you go, Paul. Uh, we had Father's Day here yesterday and I feel chronically left down. Aww. Next year, kids, I want a wheelbarrow full of fucking beer. Okay? In Germany. You know, you know where you should go for Father's Day. Yep. Yeah, all right. They all dress up. We should aim to do Father's Day. For Paul in Germany next year. Yeah. I will tell my daughter to get me the wheelbarrow. Rhonda will help you, I'm sure. <laughs> will COVID be over by then, though? <laughs> <laughs> what did you do in Germany, though? Like, you went over there to study, did you? So it was 50-50. 50 to be with Sven and 50 to study because I always wanted to study over there. So I did a semester. I did a few semesters, actually. I did about three in total. And I wanted to transfer my degree. But unfortunately, the Germans are very much about what you have on paper. They want you to have your papers, don't they? Did they make you wear a star? at all or... <laughs> uh, you felt like it at times. Ultimately, I spent a year and a half trying to figure out why they were rejecting me. And it turns out that they didn't like my high school score, which is here the ATAR score in Victoria. And they didn't like the fact that I then did a career-specific TAFE to get into uni. They wanted, you know, a generalized bridging course before you go into uni. So if your score wasn't high enough, you have to do this course. And that was going to be a year long of essentially repeating high school. Not high school again. And that's when we just decided to come back to Australia and I'll finish it here. Yeah, as you can tell, patients didn't like high school the first time round, so she wouldn't want to do it again. I don't want to do it again, though. I got hit by a car halfway through year 12, so. What? Tell us more. What happened? Oh, beautiful, incompetent father of mine taking me dirt bike riding when I was unlicensed. He took you dirt bike riding? I grew up dirt bike riding. That's kind of cool though, right? It's awesome, but it was illegal. Oh, that's okay. But the problem was <laughs> is we crossed a main road and unfortunately due to sun and a semi-lapsing concentration on my behalf and I pulled out in front of a car that was supposed to be doing 80 because it was an 80 zone and if they had been, I probably wouldn't be here right now. I lost a kidney to that one. A kidney? You lost a kidney? I lost a kidney, yeah. So I was pretty lucky and I still kind of turn it into a funny thing and say to this day I've never broken a bone in my body. Tear things, bend things, rip things, rupture things, but don't break things. Just break hearts. See, I've broken lots of bones, but I still have both my kidneys. I managed to somehow contort my body enough to minorly tear the lining to the main artery to my right kidney and it clotted and blocked the blood flow. Oh, that would have hurt. I can tell you right now, don't lose a kidney. It's the worst pain. Morphine is fabulous. Oh. Mine probably have moments where they wish they could not be connected to me, but... Safe to say I've kind of gone away from dirt bikes. Fair enough. Yeah, that's enough to make you scared of it, for sure. I like riding them, but just kind of easy riding. <laughs> She's an easy rider. I'm an easy rider. <laughs> She's an easy rider. She'll take your heart, but you won't feel it. But is she an easy ride? That's the question. Oh, maybe we should get Sven on here and ask him that. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it. Hey, what did you do for your hands night? I'm assuming you had that in Germany. I didn't really do one. It was kind of sad. Didn't Rhonda drag you out? So, so wait, you and Rhonda don't have matching tattoos on you for JJs or anything? I uh, no, no. I wish I had, but um, <laughs> unfortunately from the day that I got engaged to the day we got married was like two months, I think. Just like a Mormon wedding. 
Yeah, that's <laughs> a Mormon wedding. What's going on there? We did it because we wanted my parents there. I, to this day, I don't know why. How, how long had you been together before you got engaged? We had been two and a half years together, something like that. Okay, that's different then, yeah. See, Mormons would be meet get engaged, get married two weeks later, so yeah. Nah, to this day, I don't know why we rushed it so much. It was all that stress for two people. Mm. Although having said that, my mother did make my wedding dress, so, you know, that oh, was lovely. nice. Yeah. Oh, pretty. It was really nice. We unfortunately couldn't find stretch fabric in enough time, so I couldn't move too much <laughs> on the day. Was there anything that we haven't heard that happened on Rhonda's hands night that was particularly amazing? Because it sounds like it was a pretty rip-roaring time. <laughs> oh, that was a fabulous <laughs> night. I felt honoured to be there. Oh, really? So I'd never been to one because, you know, I grew up religious. It was a fabulous <laughs> experience for me. There was the strip club. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. I know her cousin was there, but her cousin was kind of not being all that engaging. Oh. Kind of just withdrawn. Oh. Remember also Rhonda said. <laughs> that she was just like not in the zone actually we got her one or two rounds from the male stripper that was in there to get like close up no touchy that's for sure there was oh, like no a thing of no touchy but they, they get really close wow and what was her response to that oh she loved it <laughs> <laughs> did she like it more than you thought she would <laughs> The funny thing was, is I sat there going, I feel honoured to say that I pretty much have this at home as well. So <laughs> I was like, this is good, but I think I'm spoiled too. I said that to my husband later and he laughed his head off. Nice. Yeah, oh, it was good. good. It was funny watching them rip off the last bit, but they cover as little as possible, but still covering everything. So I'm just like, hmm. So it wasn't full naked. No, nah, you get to see the butt cheeks, that's for sure. You don't get to see much more. Oh, that's lame. They cover the front, so it wasn't like full-blown naked. What the fuck? That's so lame. I know. Ah, that's not a strip club. Is it because that's the law or something, or what is it? I don't know. I am not an expert in this area. Oh, Rhonda, <laughs> come on. It was funny. We went to another club, and it was like nigh on empty, and she's like, usually they're like, I'm up on the bars and stuff, and it was just so that's when we kind of kept moving on. But I do remember the stop off at the German equivalent of convenience stores, but the German convenience stores are where you buy little bottles of alcohol. Oh, okay. So we went in there and we were the only two <laughs> that took part in this. The others didn't want to, and we bought little alcohol shots and drank them. <laughs> so it was a fabulous night. Yes, it was fabulous. <laughs> hey! Oh, drum roll. Let's get into it. <laughs> now, do you have a copy of the Book of Mormon there? Like a PDF or something? Don't, but I'm sure with a short Google I could. Nah, don't worry about it. I'll paste your verses into the chat. I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to take another sip of wine before we get into this. I might need it. Okay, so we're doing this seminary style, three verses each, and you are in for a treat, my friends. <laughs> are you ready? All right, 2 Nephi, chapter 11. And now Jacob spake many more things to my people at that time. Nevertheless, only these things have I caused to be written, for these things which I have written sufficeth me. Oh, thanks, Nephi. You always keep it short and to the point. And now I, Nephi, write more of the words of Isaiah. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Don't we love Isaiah? My soul delighteth in his words. 
Nephi comes back out, but only to speak the words of Isaiah. It's like he's been hiding away, reading Isaiah by himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he like in the middle of an orgasm while saying that or what? (laughs) (laughs) He's really running out of ideas because, you know, this whole second book so far has been just words his brother has spoken and then quoting Isaiah. So it's like Nephi's like, yeah, I'm out of ideas. I'm just going to write random shit down. (laughs) Masturbation is thine friend. And my brother Jacob also has seen him. Seen him masturbating. (laughs) As I have seen him. (laughs) Nephi says he saw the Redeemer and now his brother Jacob has also seen the Redeemer. Is that what they're calling it now? Yeah, yeah. Some call it decent exposure. They call it Redeemer. He's going to redeem himself all the way to the tent. Start getting more people in on this. Redeem himself all over (laughs) your face. (laughs) They're all going to be men too. Yeah, yeah. If they time it perfectly, there might be a release. (laughs) Wherefore, by the words of three... Where are you up to? Where's this wherefore? Where are you at? Halfway through verse three. No, you're not. I read it before. Okay, I'll start verse three again just for your sake. And my brother Jacob also hath seen him as I have seen him. See, I said that because that's all back to the Redeemer in verse two. When you edit this, you'll see that I didn't actually miss it. You just weren't paying attention. Ah, did you all see that bit that Paul missed out on the last? episode it changes tone just for like 10 seconds and christy comes back up after hearing it after doing her laundry she's like did paul miss out a bit again i'm like yeah i'm just going to record it over facebook messenger and yeah send it to me god damn it you're not meant to tell the truth that like me with dirty jokes until i got more exposure to my sister So, for like the millionth time already this evening, wherefore? I'm sorry, Paul. (coughs) By the words of three, God hath said, I will establish my word. Nevertheless, God sendeth more witnesses, and he proveth all his words. Hang on. Does it say three? By the words of three? Is that because a threesome is better than a twosome? (laughs) Yeah. The version you're looking at? It says three, like the telephone company. Shouldn't it be the... Yeah. Does Mormonism have anything with Trinity or not? Mormonism believes they're all three separate beings. They also have marriages that sometimes have three people. It's not like a typo then. It actually says, wherefore, by the words of three, God hath said. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Nephi, what were you doing, Nephi? You just, you're not paying attention now as you're chiseling, buddy. Anyway, sister patience, lead us away with verse four. All right, so... Behold, my soul delighteth in proving unto my people the truth of the coming of Christ. For this end <laughs> hath the law of man. Whose end? This end. <laughs> Hath the law of Moses been given? Oh, he just got given to Moses. And all things which have been given of God from the beginning of the world unto man are the typifying of him. The typifying. Just the tip? Yeah, yeah, just the tip, (laughs) nothing else. And also my soul delighteth in the covenants of the Lord, which he hath made to our fathers. Yea, my soul delighteth in his grace and in his justice and power. Oh, power. 
Mitho's such a bottom, isn't he? He's such a sub. Yeah, he's definitely not the dominant one. (laughs) He's such a starfish. (laughs) I like that one, a starfish. That's a good analogy. (laughs) We can thank Rhonda for that word. Damn it, we're just going to start calling this the Rhonda Tribute Podcast. Pretty much. (laughs) We should get her in the chat with every episode and she's just like typing funny shit in there. I don't think she has the time. She's a busy girl. Back a hundred years ago, there was that show, I Love Lucy. The modern version of it is now, I Love Rhonda. (laughs) Or not everybody loves Raymond, everybody loves Rhonda. We didn't mention her at all last week, though, I don't think. Yeah, we did, we did. We did? did. If it doesn't, just edit her name in there. For anybody listening to this for the first time, Rhonda is our favourite contributor and please go back and listen to the previous episodes. Yeah. And thank you for listening. She has a free episode where she reads the book and she also has a Patreon-only episode where she tells us how she got out of this silly church. All right. A lot more interesting than my story. Uh, I... Mm. (laughs) Penis isn't interesting, okay? (laughs) Well, at least the beginning is... It's interesting to some people, I suppose. You just diminished the career of thousands of urologists, but, you know. Have you ever been to a urologist, Paul? No. Ah, not yet. I'm getting to that age, though, apparently. I bet it was a urologist that gave you your circumcision. Well, probably, but I was unconscious at the time. (laughs) Yeah, boy, well, wanna be. (laughs) I don't know who it was. I don't know what the job title was. All I know is I don't like them. Job title, <laughs> fuck them up. At least you've got a Johnson that just looks so much more attractive now, Paul. How do you know? Huh? I've never seen it. I just know that it's true. Making assumptions here, sister patience. Or was there a Patreon episode nobody knows about? <laughs> We're lifelong best friends, but there's even some things we don't know about each other now, isn't there? That's very true. We've never seen inside each other's pants. Or any part of the undergarments whatsoever. You did look down my shirt last week though when I repositioned the camera. There was no looking down. <laughs> it was fully covered. There was no down. Uh, you'd like to go down. Mm. Where did I get up to? Let's get back to the seriousness. We're reading this scriptural account. Oh, fuck. Paul, help me. I'm lost. I don't know where I'm up to. Help her find her way. So we're still in verse 5? That's right, because he had the his justice in power. Yeah, there you go. And mercy in... What chapter is it again, sorry? <laughs> <laughs> the Book of Mormon's like that. We are in chapter 11, verse 5. And what chapter of Isaiah is that? <laughs> Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) And mercy in the great and eternal plan of deliverance from death. And my soul delighteth in proving unto my people that save Christ should come all over your face. (laughs) Should come. All men must perish. For if there be no Christ, there be no God. Oh, Oh, really? Hang on, isn't Christ the Son? So, yeah. isn't it the other way around? If there be no father, there's no son? 
Well, if there's no son, there must be no father, because if there's no son, then... But a father can yeah, have no children. Hang on, hang on. We're getting into a Schrodinger's box type situation here now. You don't want to get into Schrodinger's box. No, but I like this reasoning. <laughs> I like it. What if you'd never had any kids, Paul? I guess you couldn't be a father then, could you? Oh, you're right. You'd just be a man then. You wouldn't be a father. Yeah. Man. Ah. But, 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 but you're not God. We're talking about God here, okay? so. But aren't you God? If there was no Jesus, there would be no God. If there was no God... God, there would be no Jesus. If there be no God, we are not. If there be no Voldemort, there be no Harry Potter. If there be no Voldemort, there be no me. <laughs> <laughs> For there could have been no creation. Oh, but there is a God. Look how they just come straight out. It's like they were questioning it. <laughs> yeah, really, seriously. There is a God. Well, I promise. It gets better. And he is Christ. Hang on, Paul. They're calling Christ God again. That's anti-Mormon. No, that's not what the rules say. <laughs> I love it when it happens and he's quoting the Bible too. What? What did this? Oh, fuck, Joseph. What were you doing? Buddy. Joe, come on. Pay attention, Joseph. And he cometh in the fullness of his own time. Oh, he's such oh. a selfish lover. He only comes yeah, when yeah. he wants to and it's usually really quick. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so much better than the fucking Bible. Wow. This is like in your face. It's like the Bible makes you dig for this kind oh, of shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, Joseph puts oh. it all in your face, definitely. Yeah, he definitely likes it on the face. Oh, oh yes. It's his favourite Apparently spot. he does. And now I write some of the words of Isaiah. Oh, no shit. <sighs> Our favourite person. <laughs> that whoso of my people shall see these words may lift up their hearts and rejoice for all men. Fuck women. <laughs> women are only mentioned when there's something bad happening. We established that. Yeah, we noticed yeah. that last yeah, week, we didn't did. we? Yeah. If there's something bad or someone to blame, then women come into the story. But if it's only good things being mentioned, it's all about men. Oh, yes, and self-control, then it must be women. Now you're learning, sister. Now you're getting it. But that makes sense. I mean, when was the last time you saw a man with self-control? That's just the way it is, isn't it? Hi. <laughs> Let me say never. Oh, look, I'm <laughs> feeling very slapped in the face by your face. <laughs> Paul, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Paul. It's okay. Men are good people. Hashtag not all men. Not That's all are right. bad. Actually, Paul's one of the nicest men I've known. <laughs> now these are the words, and ye may liken them unto you and unto all men. Also, oh, we don't have to. No, <gasps> we're free. We don't have to. Oh, fuck those words. <laughs> I'm released. Oh. Well, good news, people. We are about to just straight up plagiarize Isaiah Ooh. for the next uh, few verses. You know, so plagiarism is the best, isn't it? It is if you're Joseph. For those of you playing at home. <laughs> If you want to pull out your Bible to Isaiah 2, you get pretty much the same thing that we're about to read here. The word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Oh, this is going to get interesting. Ah. He yeah. saw something. It was a vision. Oh. Okay. We all know visions are 100% factual. Oh, always. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Always. Let's find out what he sees. Okay. Take it away, Paul. And it shall come to pass. In the last days, when the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. Okay, I'm going to take a little side note here. What the fuck? <laughs> How many mountains does it sit on top of? <laughs> Everest. 
Sister Patience, uh. I want you to do something for me right now. Google mm. meaning of the word Utah. <laughs> okay. I think it's something to do with the Ute Indians that were in the area at the time. Ah, so hang on a second. Sound effects to be included. (laughs) (laughs) The name Utah is said to derive from the name of the Ute tribe, meaning people of the mountains. Okay, people of the mountains. (laughs) Now, if you look again in verse 2, it has established in the top of the mountains. Note the difference now. There are some Mormons who teach that that verse is talking about Utah because Utah was named after the Yucatan Indians who were the children of the mountains. It doesn't say top of the mountains. It says children of the mountains, okay? Don't we love these games of connect the dots? <laughs> connect the dots. That's exactly what it is. Except that these connector dots are from two separate rounds of connect dots. Mormons read this verse and interpreted it as Isaiah is talking about Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, where the house of the Lord is being established at the top of the mountains. Salt Lake City is in Salt Lake Valley. Because it's a lake. <laughs> it's at the bottom of the mountains in a goddamn valley with a lake. That does not mean that Isaiah was prophesying about Salt Lake City. I love it how so many religious groups take native people and apply it to themselves. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to steal your culture and your story and make it my own. Yeah. Yeah, it was the people in the church saying that Isaiah was talking about Utah, like in Salt Lake City, because he said top of the mountains when they're in the valley. Geography. Because Isaiah knew about the Americas, yeah? Oh, he so did. He's just so prophetic. So totally, Isaiah was a prophet and he was talking about Mormons in Salt Lake City because of that verse. Okay? You are with me? All right. Oh, I believe it, Paul. I'm with you. Testify. I testify. All right, verse 3. And many shall go and say, Come ye and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So where did the SDAs think that Zion was, though? What was Zion? Zion was essentially heaven. Oh, okay. For Mormons, Zion is a location on Earth. What about you, Sister Patience? Zion was just, I think, Israel. It wasn't that important. It's just a place. That's not where we're going. We're going to heaven. So, so, <laughs> so, so your religions are all about cutting out the middleman. Yeah, forget Zion. Let, let, let's focus on the end game. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> just like a bad lover. They didn't want any yeah. play. They didn't warm you up first. Yeah, let's not worry about the little bits in between. No. Let's just go for the end. My mum, she just sends me endless horseshit emails about just anything that floats through her mind, really, about any conspiracy theory, anything religious, anything at all. you got to start sending me these emails. I'd love to see what's on your mum's mind. It sounds fun. I might just share some with you, yeah. Yeah, please do. 
Okay, all right. That's essentially my dad. He's been in Facebook jail multiple times. <laughs> also, I, but it's mostly for sharing offensive blasphemous shit. I need to get my mum on Facebook because I think she'd find a lot of like-minded people that are just as crazy as her, and I think that would make her less lonely. Hook her up with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> she probably would get on with your dad very well. Uh, mm. oh, oh, fuck. No, let's not put them together. Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> How old is your dad? 60-something. Oh, my God. They've been made for each other. No, how old's your mum now? 70-something. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. About my, the same age as my yeah. parents. That's what I thought. You're on to verse 3 there, Paul. And he shall judge among the nations and shall rebuke many people, and they shall beat their swords what? into plowshares. They're going to beat their swords, Paul. Oh, that's exciting. Into plowshares. Oh. What? That's the most lame kind of porn though, isn't it? When you see guys just beating their swords. It's so boring. No, you, you're only focusing on the short swords, okay? There were also plowshares. Oh, okay. Oh, I love where he cut that sentence off of. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe plowshare was like one of the male sex toys. <laughs> Instead of the flashlight, they had the plow. I don't know. And pruning hooks. Excuse me. You got to keep going. <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> She's written the advance. That is right. Okay, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. <laughs> nation shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they learn war anymore. They're not going to cross swords anymore, Paul. Just a hole after hole. <laughs> they won't be able to learn war because their pruning hooks have been stabbed into their swords. Oh, and ripped apart. And, oh. I think they've got some reassignment surgery going on there. Sounds like it. No, what are you talking about, Osiah? Plowshare sounds like a sharing economy app for people that just want to have sex. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it was like an STD of the time, you know, like... Are you on plowshare? I'm sorry, before we make love, I need to let you know that I do have a plowshare. <laughs> I'm taking a cream to control it and, like, it stop me from passing it on to you, but you just have to be aware that my plowshare is there. And there must be a Patreon for that too. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, get on plowshare and see who you can plow. Swipe right when you see a match. Swipe left if you don't like them. And you can't get lost. It's the only hut on the top of the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> the only game in town. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Good God, this is so much better than the Bible. I think it's my turn. Okay. So we're up to three, four, I've got to do five. Hang on. Oh, house of Jacob, come ye, and let us walk in the light of the <laughs> Lord. Reading another one. <laughs> yeah, I read too far, didn't I? This wouldn't be all for us, but <laughs> I've okay. come this far. So. The light of the Lord. Yea, come for ye, have all gone astray, everyone to his wicked way. Or ploughing ways. Yeah. Okay, Sister Patience, I apologise. Uh, that's okay. You can always relieve me of verses. Therefore, O Lord, thou hast forsaken thy people, the house of Jacob, because they be replenished. Oh, they've had their fill, have they? Oh. Woohoo! <laughs> From the east? Oh, it tilts a little to the east, does it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, turn just a little to the left. A little. Oh, it's taken fuck sideways a whole new ah! way. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's always better sideways. That's it, baby. A little bit more east. A little bit more east. No, no, south, south, south. East. east. Sorry, what were you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Totally holy things. And harking onto soothsayers. Like the Philistines. And they please themselves in the children of strangers. Oh, oh my god, it's horrible! They what the what? That's not good! <sighs> I hope those children were adult children. Um Talk about smacked in the face. Ah! There's not even any footnotes for that to explain what it is they're talking about. That's not fun! Does it really need foot? <laughs> maybe they just wanted us to skip over that first and not pay attention. Oh, that's not good at all. And they wow. place themselves in the children of... No. It's the strangest no. part. Like, In fact, I don't know what else they could mean by that. That's all laughter aside. Like, that's not good. What? What the fuck are they saying? And we all agree that's exactly what it says, isn't it? That they please themselves. That's yeah. weird. Okay. It's like he's Ooh-wee. talking about the Philistines maybe sacrificing children. I don't know. Who knows? Certainly does not I sound like it. I might need to look up a commentary on the Bible to see what they say about that. I know what it sounds like, but that's without like... putting like modern spin yeah. on it, I guess. But... <laughs> wow, that really brought the tone down, didn't it? That'll sober you up real quick. Just think of something horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, verse uh, seven. Oh, uh, read another verse if we can find something funny to talk about. I hope so. <laughs> Their land also is full of silver and gold. Neither is there any end of their treasures. <laughs> their land is also full of horses. Neither is there any end of their chariots. The Philistines have lots of horses? Is it? it sounds like they've got lots of cool shit. Yeah. I've really kind of lost track of who they is. Yeah. The Philistines, <laughs> he mentions. Uh, it kind of feels like the Philistines, yes. I think they is the Philistines here. Conspiracy theories often use the word they. They're onto us. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing this. Yes. I know, right? They've known for years. Exactly. Mm. You know, they made COVID. Actually, they, oh, yes, they, they did. did but they did. <laughs> They wrote the Book of Mormon. What was it? The aliens living on the moon? Their land is also full of idols. Their worship, the work of their own hands, that which their own fingers have made. Oh, tell us more about it. What's wrong with being proud of something that you've made? Well, exactly. I guess they worship it. God is a jealous God after all. Yeah, yeah. I've made a lot of cool stuff over the years, but I've never worshipped it. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give them that. Have you ever felt jealous before, Paul? Probably. Have you felt jealous of your partner's previous partners or something like that? Nah, I'm better than all of them. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> if they were any good, my partner would still be with them. There's that Paul Brown confidence. Yeah. They've already had the best. Why try the rest? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just don't ask my ex about that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> what about you, Lee? Have you ever felt jealous? Oh, heaps of times. I mean, when you grow up watching lots of things you love fly by and missing out on all of them, jealousy becomes a very prominent aspect of your character. Did you find your friends hooking up with people that you wanted to hook up with? Yep. Doing things I wanted to do, going places I wanted to go, just like... And not even taking photos. Oh, wait, did I say that out loud? In the era of me and Facebook taking too many, blathering Facebook with it all. Oh, fuck. 
that must have really smarted. Well, you're showing them all now because you've got this Adonis in the room next to you there. From the way you've spoken about him, that's all I can picture. You came up Trump <laughs> and not the president. <laughs> and hi, I'm still here. Hi, hi Paul. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I get to talk to an Adonis every week. According to Emma Smith, you're talking to an Adonis every week. <laughs> oh, my. That brother, Paul. He's so goddamn sexy. <laughs> I need to tell my husband about him. He needs to learn a few things. <laughs> what did you call it? A nuclear weapon? Oh, <laughs> oh my. Mushroom clouded me again. Uh, oh. Hey, we're getting so distracted from this book right now. We should probably get back to it. We just talked about not enjoying things made with your own fingers. Let's see where we go from there. Damn, does that rule out sex toys? Oh, <laughs> oh I bet you Rhonda taught you all about those. <laughs> I mean, you probably taught yourself. I mean, because any self-respecting person would, but, you know. Honestly, between my sister and Rhonda, <laughs> I've had a lot of filling in done. Yeah. <laughs> You've had a lot of help. My poor husband didn't know what hit him the first time he met my sister. <laughs> How does your husband get along with her, Helen? Oh, fabulously now. The worst thing is, is they're both the eldest sibling because he's got a younger sister. Oh, so really? the two of them just full on <laughs> older sibling me. And I'm just like, nah. They just know how to get on the nerves of the younger sibling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, first nine. And the mean man boweth not down, and the great man humbleth himself not. Therefore, forgive him not. The Bible's telling us not to forgive someone. That's nice. Only if they don't be humbleth. Arrogance 101 there, <laughs> hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't like arrogant pricks is what that verse just said. Oh, ye wicked ones, enter into the rock. <laughs> Hide thee in the dust. Ugh, they're fucking the dust again, Paul. How much have they fucked that rock to turn it into dust? They should at least use lube. That's not going to end well. <laughs> For the fear of the Lord and the glory of his majesty shall smite thee. Wow, they must be fucking it really hard. I'll smite his back. And it shall come to pass that the lofty looks of man shall be humbled and the haughtiness of men shall be bowed down and the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. So you just totally stole her verse, but anyway, that's cool. No, that was me. You did your three. That was mine. She did two. It was two, but that's okay. That's fine. No, you did. I was counting. You did three. I only pasted three into the chat. I did nine and ten. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> She can read verse 12 now. Okay. All right. All right. Hit me up with 12. I thought we were flowing on really well there uh, and, you know, like, uh, Now you guys see what I'm dealing with. Maybe there was, like, a time travel thing that happened. Paul time travels when he reads the Book of Mormon. It's almost spiritual. I lose track of numbers. Pretty sure a lot of people did that with the Bible too. I get so confused by what the verses say that numbers <laughs> suddenly don't make any sense. It becomes a blur. Yes. <laughs> like the preacher during a sermon. Yeah. Yes. All right, first tell. For the day of the Lord of hosts soon cometh upon all nations. Yea, upon every one. Wow, that is a lot of come. Yea, upon the proud and the lofty. I know, because we're the worst fuckers ever. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> upon everyone who is lifted up, he shall be brought low. Wait, does that mean that when I'm going up to heaven, I'm going to get slammed back down to the ground? Yes. But obviously the inverse is true too. If you're going down, you'll be going up. Oh, so I need to aim for hell and I'll end up in heaven. 
Just go down a lot. That's all you need to do. Oh, that sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> Every action is an equal and opposite reaction. That slingshot effect. <laughs> yes. With a conspiratorial family, and it was just drilled into you like end of days, end of days. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. It's just like this doomsday shit that took me fucking forever to fucking break out of. It migrates from one thing to the next. So as soon as one crisis becomes over, it moves on to something else. Yeah. It's like how they're now applying COVID. I'm just like, you're taking prophecies that were fulfilled multiple times over and saying, no, it's actually applicable today, not back then. Just keep shifting the day. It's like they just have really poor memories. Oh, they do. Every time there'd be some story about a war in Israel, oh, it's the end days or whatever. My dad's favourite thing, the writing's on the wall. <laughs> you know, anytime there's a big natural disaster or a war, all religious people are like, oh, it's a song. Everything's a song. It's happening. This is the one. Oh, no, it wasn't that one. It'll be the next one. I got a spider on my hand. It's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> World War One was going to be the final battle before Christ comes back. Oh, no, no, it wasn't that one. World War Two. No, that wasn't it. Every time it fails, they become even more analytical and then they read more between the lines. So it's like between each verse, the gap's getting bigger and bigger and bigger with more input bullshit. That's exactly it. Chinese whispers gone wrong. Okay, well, Sister Patience, since you're in charge and I got the verses wrong, is it my verse now? That's correct, yeah. Okay, as long as it's okay with you, I will now read from verse 13. Take is that it okay? away, Paul. Yay! <laughs> the Lord shall come upon all the cedars of Lebanon, for they are high and lifted up, and upon the oaks of Bashan. Uh? So we've moved on from cedar wood to oak wood. Okay. What would you like your desk made out of? Oh, pure seed. Thanks, Paul. Oh, this come all over it. Make it so slippery. <laughs> I can't get any fucking work done. <laughs> Well, it's not really slippery, it's more kind of sticky. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's fresh. <laughs> you can't wash that shit out either, can you? No, it's very hard to clean oh, up. Oh, it's gross. All right, well, we're high in the oaks and the cedars, okay. And upon all the high mountains and upon all the hills and upon all the nations which are lifted up and upon every people. Jesus Christ, that's on everything. He could have just said that. Verse 14 could have just been and everything or if he wants to get more specific and everything and everyone. That's a pretty intense release. <laughs> <laughs> Sum up in a few words. It's going to have to be a long duration too to wait for the whole earth to rotate in the meantime, hey? <laughs> Here you go, my little windmill. <laughs> Yeah. But he continues, and upon every high tower, which could have a windmill attached, and upon every fenced wall. The angels are going to fan it with their wings. <laughs> and upon everything. Uh, it's just the patience is you now, I think. All right. And upon all the ships of the sea. He's still going. He's upon this <laughs> and upon that. So he's come on everything on land. Now he's going onto the sea because he's just run out of shit to spooge on. And upon yeah. all the ships of the sea. <laughs> spooge. And upon all the ships of Tarshish. Oh, and get this. And upon all pleasant pictures. He was looking at birds. Oh. He was looking at birds. Oh, yeah. We 
we do like a nice pleasant picture or two. So he wasn't into movie porn, he was into traditional classy pictures. Yeah, still photos, you know, where you use your own imagination. You don't have to hit play again, start from beginning, it's just there. You have to animate it in your head. You imagine it that takes you to places. And all of it's just unrewarding really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the golden days of porn are over, unfortunately. We've all seen so much porn now, it doesn't do anything anymore. It's just like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and the loftiness of man shall be bowed down and bended over. And the haughtiness of men shall be made low. And the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. I bet. And the idols he shall utterly abolish. Stone <laughs> dedicated verse, that one. <laughs> I like the first line of the next verse. <laughs> and they shall be... Go into the holes of the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, they're still grinding those rocks to powder, aren't they? And into the caves of the earth. <laughs> For the fear of the Lord shall come upon them, and the glory of his majesty shall smite them. Is that because they're coming so hard they faint? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. When he ariseth. Oh, he ariseth. To shake terribly the earth. Oh, oh right. <laughs> Convulsions while coming. <laughs> God's like the most annoying male porn star ever. You know how when male porn stars overreact when they come? Shaking and gyrating. Just stop that. So there's someone under there with like an electric probe. <laughs> <laughs> And in that day, a man shall cast his idols of silver and his idols of gold, which he hath made for himself to worship, to the moles and the bats. Oh, well, fuck them. <laughs> what did they do? What's wrong with moles and bats? They're great animals. He must have known about COVID. That's right. Oh, yeah. oh, but that was bats. Nobody said anything about moles. Oh, well, that's the next conspiracy. And you've heard it here first. Listen up, sheeple. Leah knows where it's at. Listen to Leah. <laughs> <laughs> to go into the clefts of the rocks and into the tops of the ragged rocks. Ooh, we're going ragged now. For the fear of the Lord shall come upon them and the majesty of his glories shall smite them. Oh, smite. Really loves this fucking smiting shit, doesn't he? He just keeps saying this over and over and over again and it's just getting boring. Hey, it's God's kink, okay? He knows what he's good at and what he's good at is smiting. When he arises to shake the earth, so he only smites when he shakes the earth. That's his way of saying, I'm going to rock your world, baby. Cease ye from man whose breath is in his nostrils. Where else is it meant to be? <laughs> So he's basically saying, stay away from men who breathe through their nose. That is literally what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah, what do you have against people who know how to breathe? What's your issue there, buddy? <laughs> what was Isaiah on a ventilator when he wrote this? <laughs> he's like, you know, anybody who breathes naturally is a sinner? I think Isaiah was on mushrooms, actually. That's one of the stupidest verses of scripture I've ever seen. Sissy from man whose breath is in his nostrils, for wherein is he to be accounted of? Everybody fucking breathes, Isaiah. You can't condemn us to hell for breathing. It's like the only thing we do naturally. Vampires don't breathe, Paul, and vampires are real. <laughs> 
Oh, fuck you with your vampires. They're not real. Why don't people who breathe come forward and apologise for breathing? Paul, I'm sorry for breathing. Because we're not meant to breathe. I'm also sorry for eating. We're allowed to breathe through our mouths, according to this. Stop breathing through your nostrils. Once you are only breathing through your mouth, then you can be accounted of and you can do whatever it is that Isaiah said you can do in this chapter somewhere. I'd respond, but I'm not breathing, so I don't have many words left. Thank you, everybody. Sister Patience has left us this evening due to not breathing through her nostril. It's okay if you suffocate. God will be there for you. God will breathe life into you. I'll breathe through my pussy instead, Paul. Oh, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> I don't make God's rules, I'm only his messenger. <laughs> anyway, we've done pretty well tonight. How have you gone, Sister Leah, with your first time reading the Book of Mormon? Are you feeling enlightened and touched by the Spirit? This is incredible. It just takes shreds off the Bible. The Bible is just mm. like eating sawdust raw. <laughs> <laughs> this has at least got some lube with it, you know? <laughs> Right. Oh, Sister Leah, will yes. you be baptised into the Mormon Church and the Kingdom of God? Oh, Book of Boredom, sure. Oh, I got a convert baptism. <laughs> I will join the Book of Boredom. Meet me at the local pool. I'll, uh, I'll take you for a dip. It has to be full immersion. <laughs> yes. One of our Patreon goals is Paul's going to baptise me sometime. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. I've never been baptised. Oh, really? No. I got very close to, but never quite got there. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. I was guilted into it, I think, when I was uh, about 12. I was at a convention once, one of the rare ones I ever got to go to, and they were doing an appeal, and I did get up and go down for that, but I, yeah, never never followed through. Nice. Good on you. Inside you, there was that little rebellious spirit, and you let it blossom. Thank you, Leah. That's why I adore my sister so much, because I was the one who didn't have the strength to let it out. It just built up in my head over the years and drove me crazy. She just let it out. And I'm like, fuck it, oath. Good on her. It doesn't matter how you get out, Leah. <laughs> yes. I'm so as happy to be As long as you get there. <laughs> so Some people pick the lock. Some people bash the door down. The point is. If it's my sister. As long as you get out, that's Bulldoze. Just. Yeah. That's it. She's just fabulous at what she does. Oh, she's very talented. I went to Bible college, so I didn't get out very early either. We were all a little bit late to the party. Oh, you have to party harder now. That's right. I still don't drink because I don't want to, but I guess that means I don't party very hard. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, should we wrap this up for the evening? Have we all been enlightened enough? I'm so enlightened, I'm almost levitating. Oh, oh, I right, can excellent. tell. Well, I can Sister tell. Leah, thank you, Sister Leah, for being on our show. Thank you for having me. I've been really looking forward to this. Yeah, it's been fun. Oh, me too. It's been great me to have you. And you didn't so. disappoint either. It's I'm glad to hear. <laughs> now I just yeah. have to drag my husband on. Yes, here. please Yes, do. yes, definitely. And for those of you listening at home, thank you for tuning in. Join our Patreon, Book of Autumn and Patreon. <laughs> we want your money. Only $3 a month, not 10% of your gross income. So we're very, very well budgeted for spiritual enlightenment. It's like shouting a coffee every month. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And until next week, from the Book of Boredom, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen.